0: The more stories you can tell, it makes it relevant. Every brochure I pull out, I'm telling the story of the house.
1: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle.
2: So we're going to go over today the one thing that dramatically improved uh, this, this gentleman's listing presentation. But I want to give you background on who he is first. So Dave Robles, you've pro- I don't know if you know this, but you're one of my, my longest term friends in real estate. Oh, man. That, that makes that me mine, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to give you guys context on who he is, because this is what I love about Dave. And what I truly respect is he's been in this industry for a long time, but it's not like he's done the same year in real estate, you know, 25 times he's continuously improved and innovated and changed how he does business. And really one of the most creative marketers. And so when he told me the other day, he said, Hey, I want to break down. I've done one thing in my listing presentation lately. Um, That's just changed everything for me. I'm like, Ooh, why don't you break this down? So Dave Robles, welcome to Agent Power Huddle. You're, you're Tell everyone where you're from, how long in the business and we'll dive on in, man.
0: Hey guys, um what Dave Robles. I'm in Los Angeles. I run a team called Think Real Estate and I've been in business for over 30 years, which is a long time. I started when I was really young. I was like 23 years old. Um, and I've had a few iterations of my career, I guess you could say. Um, and today, I want to talk about listing presentations specifically, <laughs> because over the many years, technology has changed and resources have changed. Um, but listing presentations seem to haven't changed a whole lot. Um, you know, we we meet with the client, we tell them how fabulous we are, and uh, we leave and we hope we get the listing. And this new, I've been doing it about a year or so, uh, has been... Uh, Came out of frustration from a really bad experience I had uh, at a home at a client's home. So basically, I'll go back. My there was a time when I got this giant iPad and I wanted to be the super techie agent. And I wanted my entire listing presentation to be on my big iPad. Um, And I showed them the comps, I went over my marketing. And then I was when I was done, I emailed them the presentation, shook their hand and walked out. Okay. And I, I was struggling, I thought it was cool. But really, I wasn't connecting with people. So then I decided to go the other way. Oh, as I was leaving one house, I noticed there was a stack of Uh, CMAs and listing presentations that were on the dining room table. And I wasn't leaving anything behind because I just presented everything on my iPad. So I didn't get the listing. And I was like, okay, I need to start leaving things behind and what I used to do. So I created this lot, lots of material that I I did leave behind Um, and I was at a listing appointment once. And honestly, three hours in, I left and I thought, I wouldn't even list my house with me. That was a disaster, you know? Um, And sure enough, I didn't get the listing. And I thought, what am I doing? I'm just like literally just verbally vomiting on these people. And I'd been in the business a long time and I knew better, but I didn't know how to structure the listing presentation so that it, it flowed well. I knew I wanted something that was conversational and I knew it had to be completely unique. It had to be like nothing they've ever seen before. Like there's one thing in my listing presentation that you will not see. And I don't wanna, if you use it, I get it. It's a kind of important piece. You know that triangle that caught. Co- that's the cost uh, price triangle? I never use that. And the reason why is because y'all, all all of you use it. (laughs) It's in every single listing presentation I've ever seen, you know, the time versus price triangle. But that's kind of just an example of not doing the things that they're going to see when they interview another agent. And, uh, we interview a lot. In other words, like people, I've been interviewed against a dozen agents. Usually the average is about three where they're interviewing three agents before they choose one. So it's a pretty competitive area here in LA. Um, so I, I decided that I wanted to control the, um, the interview as best i could and i came up with what i call the agent interview questions and i'm going to share my screen as well so you guys can get an idea of this um let me pull it up here um, um
2: <clears throat> do i have shareability there you should have shareability all right, we pull it up. And by the way, guys, I'll, I'll be monitoring the chat box. So as Dave goes through this, if you have questions, um, you can type it, type anything in the chat box. I'll keep an eye on it for Dave. And uh, I just, I love the evolution, right? H- how many of you guys, while Dave's pulling this up, those of you on camera, if you're not on the camera, by the way, feel free to turn your cameras on. So we know who are hanging out with it. How many of you guys have evolved your listening <laughs> presentation over time? Right. <laughs> Carrie, I know a few of you guys have. So it's it's interesting to see, right? How someone else goes through this process. All right. We got it on the screen, Dave, go for okay. it. Okay. So
0: I call this. My agent interview notes, <clears throat> and it's kind of what I open with when I when I go to their home. of the first things I pull out um, <clears throat> is this agent interview notes and it, it says the way I use it is, Mr. Seller, uh, there are several things a homeowner wants to discuss when they have me here in their home. OK, and this is sitting in front of them. The first one is home value. We're gonna discuss the value of your home and we're gonna compare it to other homes in the neighborhood that have uh, sold or are on the market now. The second one is time frame. okay? We're gonna talk about how long the house will take to sell but also how long it might take to get the house on the market. The third is marketing. Uh, we're gonna talk about the different types of marketing, digital, uh, Uh, print marketing, social media marketing, uh, video marketing, and uh, how that impacts your home. Um, The next question is agent qualifications. They want to know what qualifies me to be the realtor that you might choose to hire, to to sell your home. Uh, And then what advice can I give you to improve the value of your home? And this will be perhaps a little bit of staging, some minor repairs, maybe a little bit of uh, sprucing. And then what happens if the house doesn't sell in 30 days? And we'll discuss what changes need to be made if that happens. Now, sometimes the house doesn't sell in 30 days because it's part of a strategy that you chose of pricing it higher to have negotiating room. But if you price it right, you shouldn't have the situation. Um, Then what will your experience be like when you hire me to sell your home? And finally, what's most important to you? Okay, so those are the questions that I ask. And then I I turn it on them and I ask them, <clears throat> where would you like to begin the conversation? And that's this is the important part. So now we have the structure of what we're going to discuss. And you guys can choose whatever topics you want to have. These are the ones I have. And they get to choose from this list, from this menu, what they want to discuss first okay now as an added little fun to kind of gamify it i tell them i want you on a scale of one to ten to grade me when we're done talking about that topic so if i answered all your questions and you're fully satisfied with our conversation and the answers you got then maybe i got a 10. But if you're not and you have more questions, maybe I didn't get a 10 and and we have some more. I have some more answering to do for you. So this is this is how I kind of allow them to feel like they're in charge of the appointment. But they're really not. They're still working within the structure that I laid out for them. Okay, I'm going to stop sharing for a quick second. Okay. Does that does that make sense? Now, what that does, guys, is it it keeps you on track. So you're you're only going to speak about the things that are on your list. And you're not going to ramble. The problem I have is I can talk and I can ramble, and I need to control that, and this list allows me to do that. Now, uh, also, when I sit down, I walk in, I have this box, okay? And this box is where I keep all my listing presentation um, stuff, and I have my suitcase my briefcase, which has still my iPad Pro. Um, so I let them choose from that list where they want to begin. Nine out of ten times they choose value. okay? let's just let's go to value. Fine. So we go to value. For value, I use my my iPad pro. I go over the uh, the CMA, go over the comps. you know, everybody does a version of that. Um, I like the iPad because you can blow up the pictures and talk about different parts of the house. Try not to spend a lot of time on that. Um, I usually uh, I'll say there are, you know nine comparable sales in here, but really one or two of them tell us 80 percent of the story. That way I have permission to just focus on one or two of those comps and not all nine or 10 of them. Um, You know, if you notice when an appraiser does a report, he's got three sales and three actives and and that's pretty much it. So we don't need to go in there to show them 20, you know, local sales. We're not there to, we're, we're there to explain to them the value of their home, not explain to them the entire, you know, market in your area. Um. So we're talking about value. I go over the um, CMA on my iPad. Then I ask them, do you have any questions about the value of your home? And if they say no, I think that was great. I say, wonderful. How did I score? Okay, And I bring it back to the sheet. And I ask them to give me a a score on a scale of 1 to 10 and they almost always give me a 10 okay maybe they'll give me a 9 okay or sometimes they'll give me a 6 cuz they thought their house was worth more and it's kind of a funny little moment um and then i say okay what else would you like to discuss on that list and uh they'll usually pick something else maybe it's marketing <clears throat> no matter what they pick i'm prepared with stuff in this box to kind of pull out hold them, it's very tactile, and discuss whatever topic they just chose. So if it's marketing, for example, well, I'm going to pull out some of our brochures, and I'm going to pull out a piece that we call um, is it? showcasing your home, okay? And this is just, it's about how we market homes, staging, photography, you know video or email all the different things that we do um there's a component that we have called a uh showcase which is a a digital platform that incorporates video and the matterport and the photos uh on one platform uh I love it it's very um it's very interactive um much better than a property website we talk specifically about social media marketing And then again, go back to the list. It's The list is kind of your home base. And like there's a couple of things that aren't on the list. For example, commission is not on the list. I don't need to discuss commission, okay? Um, If they want to, absolutely, we're going to have that conversation, but I'm not going to invite the conversation. Um, I find that about when it comes to commission, one third of my clients will just pay the 6% because it's on the listing agreement pre-filled out. Okay, 6%. And that's just what is on the form. And then one third will never pay you or me at least a full 6%. Okay, this is Los Angeles. Our average house price is a million five. And, you know, they figure that they do the math real quick. They they believe that 5% is a pretty fair, you know, amount of money to make for a house. And they're never going to pay me more than five. Fine. Then there's that middle third. They don't wanna pay six, but if you've got a good argument and if they really want to hire me, then maybe they'll pay me the, the 6%. I get 6% probably 40% of the time. Um, so it's a pretty, I'm pretty pleased with that here in LA. We have agents that open up with four. <laughs> so um
2: I love it. Quick quick question, Dave, as you transition back. Uh Robert's asking, how often do sellers not play along? And I'm assuming he means like with the whole scoring sheet in general. Like, do they always go with it? Do they ever look at that and they're like, I'm not gonna follow you? Like, how, how does that work usually?
0: Yeah, occasionally they'll I'll get a vibe from them where they're just not into it. And if I feel that they're not into it from the beginning, I won't even start, I won't even mention the scoring, you know? But if if they're if they're um similarly minded and if they're you know, having a, a good kind of a good time enjoying the process, um, happy about it. I mean, if it's a, a disgruntled divorce situation, no, I'm not going to gamify the situation. Okay. If if it's a what are the circumstances around the listing presentation, is the other part, you know. If they are buying their dream home and they're in a really good mood about everything, that's a different approach than you know, my mom, my my wife passed away and we have to sell the house. Okay. So, you know, know your audience. Um, but you know, it's not something I push on them. Um so we go back, let me go back to the um screen share the uh, form again. and I'll kind of share with you a little bit about what we do for for time frame. I have a um calendar. I print out literally like a six month calendar every every month has its own page, and we talk about the time frame it's going to take to sell their home. And I'll usually say, "Okay, ideally when would you like the home to be closed, done, escrow's done?" And they'll pick a date. Say they pick uh October 15th. I'll say, "Great. Well, if we're going to close on October 15th, and I'll break out the October uh calendar page and I'll put close date on October 15th. Then I'll back up and say, we need to be in escrow by like September 15th or September 1st, if it's a 30 or 45 day escrow. And then if that's the case, we need to have offers by this date here in late August. And that means we needed to have the open houses on these dates in August. And we needed to go live in mid August. And that means we needed to have all the photography done early August. And we needed to have it staged in uh, late July. And then they're realizing, oh, wow, I got to get moving. I have gotten listings kind of escalated, we'll say, because they finally realized how much work was ahead of them and me in the process of listing their home. Because when they pick an October 15th close date, they don't realize there's so much to do. Uh, for me but for them they've got to get the house ready you know and that's going to take even almost the best house needs a little bit of something just decluttering um just for them to get their house on the market so that's incredibly helpful and it it makes it real when you break out the uh the calendar it it makes the whole process very real to them okay and then we'll go to marketing we'll break out all the items that you have for marketing Um, agent qualifications. This is a really good question. And I like to say that here in California, I say, did you know that to get a real estate license here in California, you only need 140 hours of education? And not one of those hours is on marketing, not one. So Anything that a realtor learns from marketing happens outside of obtaining their real estate license. So I have case studies. I'm going to stop share real quick. Um, I have these case studies. And if you if you have the ability to create a case study, I highly recommend it. Uh, for example, this one is about a house that was on the market with another realtor and it did not sell. And the pictures were crap. And we took the listing over and we staged it. It looked beautiful. We listed it for the same price and we sold it for $70,000 over asking price. It was an expired It's a great, great case study on the importance of uh, photography. Uh, and it's a good A-B test because it was on the market. We have the proof. Then I have another one, same situation, Um it's a case study about the importance of the home description. This house was on the market with another realtor. It didn't sell. The description was crap. We took it over. We, we really dialed in the, the description, selling the lifestyle of the house, not the four walls. Uh, and we ended up selling the house for 40,000 over asking. And it was priced at the same price that it was, you know, before with the, it's previous agent. um, and that's what I use for agent quali- qualifications because what matters to them is how are you going to affect their bottom line? You know, agent qualifications doesn't mean I have all these, you know, uh, acronyms behind my name. Agent qualification is what qualifies you to put more money in my pocket at the end of this transaction. So if you can show that, you're in good shape. Okay, I'm going to share. Um yeah, advice to improve value. We highly recommend, if they can, uh, you know, if the house is vacant, painting and staging the house. That goes a long way here. Uh, we have examples of houses that were unstaged, unpainted, not selling for with a list price of $9.99. And then we paint them, stage them, and we sell them for a dollars So like the staging and painting can be worth anywhere from two to four hundred thousand dollars. In our price range in, in LA. Incredibly important. If somebody's living in the house, obviously we're not going to make them move out to, to stage it, but we're definitely going to help them declutter it and and uh stage what they have. Okay. Then what happens if the house doesn't sell in 30 days? Uh well, again, is this part of a strategy? Because there are three ways to price your home. There is the Uh, Event pricing, which is you price it low for multiple offers. There's aspirational pricing, which is you price it high and negotiate down, might include a price reduction. And then there's market pricing, where you just price it for what the house is worth. You should have an offer uh, in the first few weeks uh, for at or near the asking price. And I let them choose. I actually let them choose the pricing strategy. Um, And you find out real quickly. What you know, who they are, what their um, thoughts are about that. There are some older couples that cannot go with event pricing. The idea of pricing their home lower for a, a little bit of a uh, mark, uh, multiple offers not going to happen. I get it. That's fine. I can work with them. I don't want them to think that I can only work with them if they price it low. Okay, uh, I'm going to stop share for a minute. So, um, the last couple of questions there are. What happens if the house doesn't sell in 30 days? We went over that. Ah, what your experience will be like when you hire me. Okay. Now that's a really good question for you to differentiate yourself between, like if you're a solo agent and you're going up against a big team. I run a big team. We've got, you know, a dozen agents and a lot of admin. and i think the way you kill a big team <laughs> is you you tell your client you know i'm i'm not a big team you're going to get personal um you're going to get personal care when you hire me. I'm the person you call or text. I'm not going to hand you off to a junior agent. Um, but I actually go out of my way to tell them that too. Yes, think real estate is a big team here in the LA area. But when you hire me, you get me, you get, you know, myself. And if I'm there with a team member, because I believe in doing things in pairs, um, it's myself or it's Wendy. You you call or text one of us. We are your agents. Um but I don't want them to think that I'm going to pass them on to an assistant and they'll never hear from me again. Because some teams do that. Okay, the last question was, what's most important to you? I actually asked that in the beginning. So what is most important to you? For some people, it's, we want to get the most money. For other people, it's, this house needs a lot of work. We want to make sure to sell it as is. Or it's, we don't know where we're going, Dave, so we're going to need a rent back and we're going to have to have time to find a home. And we want to find out what's most important to them from the sale of the house. Um, and then when it's all done and you've answered all their questions, then the close is pretty simple. Do you have any other questions before we take care of the paperwork? And then you just go right into the paperwork. Yes, I have a contract with me. I am always prepared. I don't care how Um not ready i think the client is i always walk in with a listing agreement because i've been in situations where i did not expect a signature and they were ready to sign and i had nothing to sign and i said i would never let that happen again <laughs> um a lot of agents say well we'll just docu sign it to you i get it yeah we use a lot of docu sign but i want to get a signature right there on the spot because minds change i people talk to other people anything can happen from the moment you walk out of that door to the moment you eventually get a docu sign signed, um, but again, agent interview notes, which I'll I'll share with uh, Jesse, I guess, and you could, or can I just share it here? Uh,
2: you it? Feel free to share it here, and then we'll get a copy. I already said. The, uh, someone was asking in the box. I said we'd post it wherever the uh, on the podcast platform, agent power huddle Facebook group, agent collective workframe sweep. We'll put it wherever this podcast is. That Dave, will will stick it with it too. Okay, if you if okay. you have it here to share, feel
0: free to share it. Yeah, I do. Let me see. i am actually, I just go into the chat, right? And then yep, I guess just drop I... it in the
2: chat. That'd be great. All right. Does anybody have any questions? I do. If no one else does hear it, this is, this is awesome. So, uh, I, so would, got...
1: I would love oh, go ahead. To...
2: Alex has a question. Go for it. Alex. Yeah, Alex. I,
1: would, I would love to get some examples of those case studies that you had. Um, cause I think that just having one or two of those to share with a seller to show that not all agents are created equal. Uh, I, I think that that's, and I love the list that you have here too, of all the things. I think it also brings into consideration things maybe they didn't know about as far as like, you, you talked about marketing, you know, not one hour. Oh man, that's not one hour in the licensing course. They talk about that. that yeah, that's crazy.
0: a big deal. They're usually really surprised about that stat. And if I mean, you look, if you I mean, talk to people who just took their license, you realize, yeah, they don't talk about marketing, <laughs> it's oh, all yeah. about, you know, meets and bounds and stuff that you'll never use. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Marketing is a word that just gets thrown around in our industry. As soon as you get a real estate license, everyone thinks they're a marketing expert. And it's just it's just not the case.
0: But it's so true. Like we talk about social media and I'll say. You know, so a lot of agents think that if they take a selfie in front of your house and post it on their Facebook wall that they're using social media to market your home. But the reality is social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube are very powerful platforms. And if you know how to use them, gain great results. Here's an example of a home that we listed. And on social media, we had a a tag that said, would you drive 15 minutes to save $400,000? That went viral. That went crazy when people were like, hell yeah, I would drive 15 minutes to save $400,000. And you know, the result on that home was 28,000 people saw it, 6,500 people viewed it, 100 people came to the open house. And we actually sold that house to a guy that didn't even know where Glendale was. The house was in Glendale. But, you know, what are you doing? I tell my clients, there's different kinds of marketing. There's what I call vanity marketing, which is there to promote the agent and all agents do it. But then there's real marketing that's meant to communicate with customers and draw them in and tell them a story about your home. Because we're not selling your home. We're selling the lifestyle that your home provides. And the person that buys into that lifestyle is going to pay you the most money for your home. How do we find that person? Well, social media used properly helps us find that person. And then they realize that, oh, I'm speaking to somebody that's using all the same tools that other agents use at a higher level. Okay, And you have to have conversations with your clients that other agents are afraid to have. Like I go out of my way to say, let's talk about what happens if your home doesn't sell in 30 days. You know, let's brush that out. Let's get that out from under the carpet and have that conversation right now. I want them to know that I have a plan B if that happens. And everything I do is meant to be different than what other agents do and have conversations that other agents are not having. Start starting with that list. Um, Let's see.
1: No, I I think it does a great job of bringing to the forefront things that, that, you know, people hadn't considered, you know, and it's a very short and narrow list. And I'm sure like, you know, well, 90% of agents are going to cover anything anyways, but like of the 10% that you are competing with, you know, I don't think the other 90% of those are going to cover those questions. And I think even just talking about, you know, um, you know, your agent qualifications, just even bringing that up you know, people are now like, wow, was the other agent I spoke to actually, you know, qualified, you know, have they, have they run those things? But I, I think it's, I think it's all, it's all great stuff and everything you said about marketing, you know, sign me up.
0: So thank you. And here's the last part I'll leave you with. If you're not getting the listing signed, if, if like they're saying, well, we're still talking to two other agents. I say, Hey, great, keep this. And when you're meeting with the agents, be sure to ask them these questions and see how they answer them. That's called a bear trap, okay? Because the agent's not going to be prepared the way you were to answer these questions and they're going to pale in comparison. So that's another way. These are just agent interview notes. Be sure to interview the next agent with these questions. And that helps me again after the... um, after they interview the other agents, I always ask them, please don't make a decision until you call me and let's, you know, before you make a decision. And that that's what we do if we don't get the listing signed.
2: It's so good, Dave. Ah, I love it. We're, we're at the bottom of the hour. So yep. we, we will wrap it up here, guys. But I, Dave, if, if it's okay, I'm going to, I think we should schedule you back again to talk more on the marketing side of things. Like I, because I, you kind of f- threw up some of those things you do on the marketing side. I'd love to break down some of those. And this is great. I can yeah, totally see. You you, this, yeah, I can see how this changed your presentation. I couldn't share in the chat, but I'll send everything to you, bud. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get a post. And if people have, who are just listening to the podcast, if they have questions for you, if they want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to find you?
0: Um, I, I would say just give me a call, 213-712-4343. Or our Instagram is Think Real Estate Group with underscores. Um, or you can
2: search me on Instagram too, Dave Robles. But I'm pretty easy to find. I love it. Yeah, Robert just said in the chat box, the case studies are gold. I, they really are. And I never thought of calling them case studies. Like people tell stories or testimonials, but it's very different when you call it a case study.
0: Yeah, really. stories are great. You got to, You know, the more stories you can tell, it makes it relevant. Uh, every, every brochure I pull out, you know, I'm telling the story of the house, how the person came from calling me to selling their house. So there's a story behind every brochure.
2: So good. Have a wonderful day guys. Enjoy yourself. Dave, thanks so much. This is great. Take care. See you guys tomorrow. I'll be here with Linnea with power tips on Friday and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye everybody. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you.